It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Well, happy new year. Welcome to another edition of Make the Dough Rise. Walter Storholt here with you alongside Brian Doe, certified financial planner at Livingworth Wealth Advisor, serving the Lake Country and beyond with an office in Greensboro, Georgia. You can find us online at MakeTheDoughRise.com. That's MakeTheDoughRise.com for all the past episodes and more great information about Brian and the team. And Brian, we, uh, you know, in full disclosure here, we're actually recording this episode. It's still 2019, so we're, we're fibbing a little bit by saying Happy New Year already here to start. Well, Happy New Year anyway. What the heck? We can do that, can't we? Exactly, exactly. So now we wanted to make sure that we recorded this episode a little before the start of 2020 so that it could release right at the beginning of the new year. And, uh, you know, everybody's making New Year's resolutions, Brian. So we wanted to just take a couple of minutes to welcome everybody to the new decade, the new year, and talk about really one of the most important things that people should be focusing on as we start 2020. And the broad view is very simple. 401ks. That's sort of the main area in your eyes, right, Brian, of opportunity, of common problems in people's financial, you know, current situation. It all kind of revolves around lots of issues that deal with the 401ks and taxes inside them. Yeah. And so we will call the episode 2020. I can see clearly now. And By that, I mean, I can see clearly now that we are going to have to have a dramatic increase in taxes, or we're we're likely to have a dramatic increase in taxes in the future, because as we've watched the political campaigns and the promises and the policy proposals and things that are being offered up, you know, by politicians in this coming up campaign, we're being led to believe that we can provide Medicare for all, universal basic income, and we've had, you know, tax cuts and all of these things, you know, may sound good to different people or, you know, they may sound terrible to the the other half of the, the group. It just depends. But the problem is, is we're running a $22 trillion deficit We've got $109 trillion of unfunded liabilities, and the promises made in the past, and and I would argue that we've tried universal basic income, and we call it Social Security. Everybody that hits 65 that's qualified and paid in or survivors, they get a basic income for the rest of their life. And uh, we've got a sample or a segment of universal health care coverage for 65 and older, and it's called Medicare. And Me- Medicare and Medicaid are currently taking up 50%. Think about that. 50% of our federal spending is on health care. I'm going to say that slowly wow. because Medicare, veterans benefits, Medicaid, if you add up you know, those programs, those are eating up half of our federal budget. Everybody's all been out of shape about, you know, what we're spending on, you know, different programs or bureaucracies or defense spending is a big one, but it doesn't come close to what we are already spending on healthcare at a federal level for 65 and older. Uh, It's a 65 and older demographic. So now factor in social security, that you know, being our universal basic income type program, 
Well, it's set to begin spending more money than they've got coming in from payroll revenues. And and so they're going to start having to either eat into the reserve fund or they're going to have to raise taxes to fund it. We've talked about some of those proposals that have been either proposed or making their way down the pipeline for our future. So from where I sit, never mind if we get a Green New Deal, never mind if we get Medicare for all, or if we're going to get free college for everyone, we can't pay for the programs that we've already got. So from that standpoint alone, I would argue taxes are going to have to go up and they're going to have to go up pretty dramatically in the future. So you should be taking you know, steps to mitigate or position yourself for such a scenario. Well, then that, that brings me around to the, the 401k, IRAs, all of these retirement plan contributions that we're making. Those are the cornerstone of retirement savings. And for many, it is the cornerstone because a lot of companies don't offer pensions. We've changed employers multiple times. And so we don't have that same pension element of, to our retirement that our parents or our grandparents had. And then that led me to a research report. This was a full academic research report back in 2001. And I, I don't have the title or the author's handy, but maybe we can put that in the show notes. But basically it was looking at how 401k contributions can actually increase lifetime taxes. And you think, well, how can that be? We should be making contributions today. We get the tax deduction today. And obviously, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement. And therefore, this is this is a no-brainer. Well, it turns out that most people aren't aware or they neglect the fact that your income in retirement impacts the taxability of your social security. It can impact the Medicare premiums that you pay. And by having, you know, I'm using air quotes, but by having too much income in retirement, you trigger some taxability or premium increases that if you really look at it, drives up your tax rate in retirement. And so I'm sounding the alarm bell a little bit and trying to get people to challenge their assumptions about 401ks and you know, review what they're contributing. You know, it's great to be uh, participating in those programs. You need to be uh, doing some things, but there's some, been some interesting changes that might present a better opportunity going forward. Or if you're already in retirement and you've got a large balance in retirement plans, there are some things that you can do to begin converting that money uh, in a more tax-efficient manner, maybe to a Roth or something like that. So when a news article that came out this year that says the number of 401k millionaires, so folks with a million or more in their 401ks, it's at an all-time high right now, you actually, instead of taking that as like a moment of celebration, gives you a moment of pause instead. Yeah, but it almost makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, that was fidelity, <laughs> uh, actually. They, they're... I think over the last two years, the number of 401k balances with a million dollars plus has increased about 50%. I want to say it was like 38% this past year, and it was a, a 10 or 12% increase the year before. So you know, roughly in the last two years, we've had a 50% increase in the number of 401ks with a million dollar balance. 
And my urging to everyone listening is don't strive to become a 401k millionaire. And you may say, well, so why not? Counterintuitive. Yeah, a little yeah. counterintuitive. Why, why not be a, a 401k millionaire? And the obvious reason is, is because a portion of the 401k, or if you roll that to an IRA, is going to belong to Uncle Sam. And they can very quickly, very arbitrarily change the rules and the tax rates. And having a million dollars in a 401k, if you hit 70 and a half with a million dollars in a 401k, your mandatory distributions alone are going to cause all of your Social Security benefit to be taxed. And as you age, that required minimum distribution goes up. If the balance of your IRA goes up and life expectancy goes down, so numerator up, denominator down, that equals a larger or growing distribution into your 70s. So you very well could have lost control of the tax calculation in the future when rates could be substantially higher because of all of the reasons that I outlined at the beginning. So if you're in your 50s and you've got a half a million dollars in your 401k, well, that could handily double in 10 or 20 years, uh, could double twice. And you're in a position where you're going to have a seven-figure or maybe even a multiple seven-figure 401k balance. So what I'm encouraging people to do is question their assumption about what the benefit of the tax deduction today is. And because there's been a new development of Roth options in a lot of 401k plans, maybe it makes sense today to go ahead and pay the tax because you can contribute your entire $18,000 if you're under 50 or it's like 23,000 and these numbers change every year so depending on when you're listening to this it may be 500 or $1,000 higher but but basically let's say $18,000 can go into a Roth contribution and then if you can pay the taxes with outside money and then you let that money grow well would you rather pay taxes on $18,000 or would you rather pay taxes on a hundred or $200,000. And you say, well, it's not necessarily going to grow to that much, but yes, over decades, your $18,000 contribution this year could grow for some time period. And then you're not going to draw it all out at one time. You may draw it out over a number of years. And over that time period, and going back to what that research report was you know, outlining, the lifetime tax bill from such a strategy can actually increase your tax bill. And it's counter to what the conventional wisdom, uh, the standard unquestioned conventional wisdom that everyone has, it turns that on its head. And I think because of the tax rates that we're in today, because of the debt situation that we're in today, and because of the need for control and access to funds without having to incur large tax bills in the future is going to be increasingly important. It makes sense today to do a review, do some projections, question your contributions, see what your options are. Uh, If you've already retired, if you want to do, like I said, if you want to begin to convert portions of your IRA, this is making more and more sense to me 
every day. So what should be the New Year's resolution? If somebody's already, you know, even just two or three days into the new year, broken some of their other resolutions, they, they need a new one to uh, establish here, Brian. What's a good, succinct resolution we can lay out for somebody? Okay, so when you get done sweating off a few calories at the gym, that's going to taper off by February, I'm sure. So come February, this time that you've freed up from not having to you know, make it to the gym every day, pull out your uh, 401k statement or go log on to the website. And if you don't know if your plan has a 401k Roth option, that is a good place to start. Find out if that's even an option for you. If it's not, you know, that's, that's, there's not much you can do about it. But if, you, if it is, then at least know that that's an option for you. If it's an option, now you need to do the math. How much have you got in 401k? How much are you going to be contributing? Do you have a spouse that's also contributing? Because this is all going to merge together. If you've got a half a million dollars in your 401k and your spouse has you know several hundred thousand dollars in a 401k and that has some time to grow, you're going to continue making contributions. Together, you could easily hit the million dollar mark or more by the time you're in your early 70s. So, now it's time to sit down and say, break out the calculator, do the math, pull out your tax forms, figure out what tax bracket you're in today. Look at historically, is this a lower tax bracket than we might have if they have to increase taxes to pay for all these programs that they've promised? If you've got a lot of deductions, you know, when you're when you're still working, you may have exemptions, deductions you know, children that you, you get tax credits for. All of those things go away for a lot of people when they retire. They've paid off their house, the kids are gone, and suddenly they find themselves in a very different tax preparation situation. And with the changes that they've made, obviously, to the standard deduction and the elimination of, of exemptions and things, uh, fewer and fewer people are, are itemizing. And so it's changed the math pretty dramatically about IRA distribution, social security claiming, all of those things come together in a potentially disadvantageous way that, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to make people aware of and question the assumption. I'm, I'm not saying for sure that this is going to you know, end badly or it doesn't work out for you. Everyone's situation is different, obviously. But it does make sense to just Break out the calculator, break out your, you know, statement, go log on, review your your contributions and see if you have a chance to put some money into a tax-free bucket because I am increasingly convinced that you're going to need it in the future. Well, if you also need some help doing those things, looking through your portfolio, trying to figure out, okay, what is in this portfolio? Maybe you don't know. A lot of people don't know exactly what's inside that portfolio. So that's a great place to start building that knowledge base. What's inside my 401k? How is it invested? Uh, those are key questions to ask as well as, is the amount in there the appropriate amount? Are there other opportunities I can take advantage from a tax perspective? All of these things are very important to do, and so let that be your you know, beginning to 2020. Let that be your New Year's resolution to make sure you know what's in those plans and uh, making sure that it's right for your situation. And Yeah, and one, one thing I should add to that, if you're in re a New Year's resolution mode and housekeeping mode and you actually do get in there, it would be a good idea to put on your list to review your beneficiary designations. Now, we're going to talk about that 
a little bit more in detail on our next show. But the person that you've named as the beneficiary, or if you've named proper primary and secondary beneficiaries, all of those things are independent of your will. And while you're in there checking your contributions, while you're checking your investment options and performance, rebalancing and reallocating your 401k, do a lap around the beneficiary designation. That's the one of the most often neglected uh, pieces that I see. And you said it. We're going to talk about that on the next episode of this show. So uh, tune in to episode 14. We're going to be talking about death a pain in the airs will be our next conversation. Hey, you've got to say that with an Irish accent. Walker. I know. It's a pain in the airs. Pain in the airs. Irish. Pain in the airs. Sorry. Again, my attempt You get the idea. You get the idea. Um, And we're also going to talk about fiduciary, you know, one of those key buzzwords in the financial world. So we'll talk about that that important F word, not the bad F word, but the important F word. Uh, We'll be doing that on a future episode as well, plus lots of other great topics on the agenda for this year. But that gives you a little tease of what's still to come uh, on a couple of future episodes here on Make the Dough Rise. As always, if you need any help at all with your financial plan, talking about retirement, mapping out some of these important questions that we've covered specifically on today's show about 401ks, taxes, and all the things that are incorporated uh, in that conversation, you can reach out to Brian and the team at 706-451-9800. That's 706-451-9800. And we're always online at makethedoughrise.com. That's makethedoughrise.com. Check out past episodes of the show. Subscribe. Lots of great information there on the website as well. And you can schedule a time to meet and get in touch with us there through the site as well. Makethedoughrise.com, your place to go. Well, Brian, Happy New Year once again. Looking forward to all these future topics with you this year. And uh, we'll talk again real soon. Let's make it a great year. We're going to do it. You got it. For Brian Doe, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll look forward to talking to you next time right back here on Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.